you think of the the kids and the overalls and the little like is it a chaperone hat i don't know what it's called it's like the golfing hat that <laughs> it like buttons in the front golf hat got yeah. it how we went from like horse-drawn carriages to cars to airplanes to and i'm talking like the wright brothers airplane right to jet planes to a rocket to landing on the moon okay you didn't have to go up the snow both Both ways ways. to mail a letter and you were one cent short and had to go get a penny back from home so you had to go back up through the snow (laughs) you know dad it sounds like you're just lost in (laughs) dad why is there so much snow and why is everything uphill crazy the input got smaller the output is now able to become bigger (laughs) yes you have this motion controlled baton that you better strap onto your wrist otherwise that thing's flying through your tv at some point playing tennis uh we've all seen the youtube videos Hey, MVP family, this is the Micah and Ben podcast, where we promote having conversations around topics that we all face, but very few of us discuss. This podcast is where casual conversation leads ultimately to a strengthened us. The point is, is that even when challenging obstacles come our way, we have to remember that we're not alone. It's easy to see the highlight reel that we see on social media and believe that that's the full story, but that's typically just one side of the story. So let's have conversations that involve all sides of our lives, not just that one side, and hopefully encourage each other by doing so. So join us as we have candid conversations. We're probably gonna throw in some humor as we chat. And then in the end, don't forget to subscribe or like or follow us on whatever platform you're using. Be sure to also like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ActualMVP or email us at ActualMVP at gmail.com. Right now, the real estate market is hot, which is kind of surprising, but also not. If you're stuck inside all the time, you start to realize just how much space you don't have and you might want. The trouble is, when you get to that spot, who do you talk to? Who do you call? What if you could know one of the top 50 realtors in Austin, Texas, and more importantly, one of my favorite human beings of all time. Well, guess what? You can. His name is Barrett Raven, and he is one of the top 50 realtors in Austin. He works at Realty Austin, and he's also one of my favorite people and one of my closest friends. He has been my realtor and one of my best friends for the last four years. If you're looking for somebody who not only can meet you where you are, but also answer a million questions because he has actually been a middle school teacher, so he's used to it, you should reach out to Barrett and his team at Barrett Raven at RealtyAustin.com. That's B-A-R-R-E-T-T-R-A-V-E-N at RealtyAustin.com. Have you ever been like, man, I need to read that book. And then you throw out the excuse that you don't have any time. Well, lucky you, we're now all in quarantine and have way too much time on our hands. And we realize that was never a valid excuse to begin with. But Sitting and reading a book may actually take up more of your time. And considering you're listening to this podcast, you might be the type of person that prefers audiobooks. I know I do. I like to be able to multitask, you know, like taking a shower and listening to Extreme Ownership or cooking and listening to The Flip Side, both of which are books that we've mentioned on this podcast. So if you're interested in trying that out, no strings attached. You want to get a free 30-day trial to just see what it's like. I guess listen and hear what it's like. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash MBP. That will get you access to a free 30-day trial. Thanks to us, our gift to you. So if you like listening to this podcast, you'll probably like listening to books. Just remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash MBP. Last week was a special episode for the MBP family as it was a topic that can be tough to talk about and for many people is uncomfortable. We talked about miscarriages and how it can affect people in ways that not much else can. We had Micah's bride, Elizabeth, on and she shared her experience alongside Micah. They found that opening up about their experience and having conversations about this tough topic has really allowed for healing in their community 
within individuals and couples that had previously felt very secluded and very alone. So check it out. It's a great episode. It's on the YouTube. If you search us on YouTube, Micah and Ben podcast will pop right up. Go check it out. Today's episode will be a fun one, especially for Ben and me, because it is something that identifies us. We're going to be talking about video games uh, as part of a mini series on technology and how it affects us. But the main takeaway we want all of you to hear from us today is ultimately you may be interested in something that nobody else is that you know. So we want to recommend and encourage you to go find your tribe. By that, I mean you need to find other people that like and love the things that you do so that you can thrive in the way that only you can thrive. So we're going to be talking about gamers, talking about video games, talking about the industry, how it's affected uh, the economy, how it's affected individuals, how it's given some people a place to grow and thrive, and other people just aren't about it, and that's okay. Ultimately, we want each of you to be encouraged that whatever it is that you do, uh, another thing I do we've talked about on this show is I like to garden. I like to do landscaping. Not everybody likes that. Uh, even Elizabeth jokes pretty often about just yesterday. Yeah, the flowers that are dying. Yeah, mommy put those together. Uh, you can tell that daddy did not. So everybody has their thing and that's perfectly fine. She can cook like a champ and I can't. Either way, we want you to be encouraged by today's episode. We're going to be starting with a little bit of background history. Now, just so we're clear, yes, I did teach history, and I know it can be a little bit boring, but we're talking about video games here, all right? And uh, ultimately, just gaming in general. Here's just an overview to give us a mindset of how people handle any technology that's introduced. You got, and I'm looking at my notes here because I can't remember all these names. You've got the early market, which is involving innovators and early adopters. Then you've got the early majority and it's like a bell curve and I'll put up the graphic on our YouTube channel. So if you're watching this right now, you can see it on your screen, but the early majority, the late majority, and then this is a fun word. Sounds like a serious insult. Laggards. <laughs> I feel like if you have analysis paralysis, like some people I know, you're probably going to end up in the laggards because you're like, well, I want to see how it performs and is it going to update soon or is it going to be faulty i don't know anyway isn't this bell curve though so i'm looking at the same notes that you're looking at isn't this bell curve like something that i think i had read up some history on it this is like from the mid 50s i think like this exact like this exact graphic um innovators i wouldn't be surprised early majority late majority laggards i'm pretty sure they came up with this in the 50s because this was like they were the industrial revolution and they were trying to categorize people um yeah it was just yeah. it was a real interesting article yeah well and i i actually took a class in college uh when i was getting my certification to be a history teacher i was taking a class called the history of technology and one of the things that we explained there and kind of dissected was technology does not mean electronic that's something that we tend to default to now but something i used to teach my students uh that i kind of learned through this class is that the industrial revolution didn't ever stop. It just evolved into the techno technological revolution. And so what that looks like is you've got people that were in factories and you have people tend to think of smokestacks. You think of the, the kids and the overalls and the little like, is it a chaperone hat? I don't know what it's called. It's like the golfing hat that... <laughs> It like buttons in the front. Golf hat. Got it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. And then like kids that have uh, soot all over their faces, there's child labor going on, kids losing fingers. Look it up. It happened um, because they could fit in small spaces. And so the, the bosses would tell them, hey, go, go fix this thing. Well, they'd fix it and the whole machine would kick on and they'd lose an arm. I know it's graphic, but it's history. Hmm. Um, so history of technology, you just like to give an example uh, I used to do this with my students. Again, welcome. You're in my class now. Um, but we went from Morse code being sent over um, telegraph to a landline telephone where you could talk to somebody to then you've got the telephones with the operators, then telephones with no operators. Then you have a wireless phone. Then you have eight like not just a wireless phone at home, but also a wireless phone in your car. And then it's because it's moving. It's now your mobile phone because it's moving with you. 
Then we all of a sudden evolve into a text message, which sounds like it's it's so commonplace now. I Ben, I don't know if you remember this. I remember when text messaging became a thing, you'd only send like what 160 characters. It was lower characters than it is now for sure, because the I remember the big thing when I was like in high school was uh, like un, the uh, the unlimited text plans had just come out and like yep. everybody thought that was crazy and it just it allowed you to communicate easier. And I remember text messages used to be like little three click buttons, right? Like you had the <laughs> one, two, three to get C, one, two, three to get, I think that was F on three. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The, uh, the technology side of it also, I can't remember the exact years, but think about how we went from like horse-drawn carriages to cars to airplanes to, and I'm talking like the Wright Brothers airplane, right? To jet planes, to a rocket, to landing on the moon. It is, I believe, I'm guessing here somebody's going to call me out. I believe it's less than 100 years, which is just wild to me. So there's technology all around us. But I, I couldn't find it. I'm going to try to find it for our video. But there is a uh, like a a comic from back in I want to say like the 1840. No, probably yeah, probably 1840s, 1850s, somewhere in there, around uh, right before the Civil War, which was 1861, of people like getting killed by electrical power lines, and this was because people were protesting the introduction of electricity. So think about us right now in 2020 where we would be seriously up a creek without electricity. Just think about the last time your power went out, right? Oh my God, there's no Wi-Fi. But people were protesting it then. That hasn't changed. Think about how many times people complain like, oh my gosh, texting. Now we're not even talking to each other anymore. Bro, I can send you a text in a quiet setting. I can't get on my phone and talk to you because my three-year-old's screaming behind me. So yeah, no, I'm not going to talk to you on the phone. Um, but there's always pros and cons. So Ben, what are some, what are some pros and cons? I know you've got some written down here. I'd love for you to share them. Um, so yeah, I was going to, so with the introduction of technology, as technology has improved efficiency overall as a whole yeah. has improved just in general, how we manufacture, how we communicate, how we, I mean, do everything. Technology is a time saver, a huge, huge time saver. Imagine, um, you know, at, at one point or another, you had, I'm thinking of the, this as an example, a telephone operator. And like, you actually had yep. an operator who all of the lines came into one hub and then you had somebody connecting the lines so people could talk to one another. I think of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. If you haven't seen that, Ben, you probably haven't because you don't watch anything. <laughs> I uh, don't watch television. <laughs> but they have the operators there and, and Maisel is one of them and she ends up like striking up a random conversation and it almost gets in trouble anyway. Yeah. But, well, I think the I think the big the big pro to I mean, really the industrial revolution and, and when tech started to take off is communication. Like imagine this group of people has an idea, you know, way across the world, right? And then yeah. there's another person on the other side of the world that's privy on that exact subject. They're very, very genius and collaborating these two groups together would be fantastic, but they just had no way of effectively doing it, barring jumping on a boat and going across the ocean or, you know, traveling, traveling thousands and thousands of miles uh, or just traveling in general. Let's talk about travel. Travel is in like <laughs> technology. Yeah. Where would we be without tech? Um, it would, it, it's, I we'd, think we'd still be in a canoe. We would still be in a and canoe. And I think the have a, a horse carrying us around the efficiency and communication, I think are, are like two big things that have shaped society as we know it. Um, but there's also some cons to having technology. So, because of our extreme dependability on technology, when things crash, bad things happen. So, i.e., um, when lose the, their minds. Say again. People lose their minds. Yeah. Well, like think about when you lose your internet connection. Like, I don't want to. It, well, there's not with the world that we live in today. Everything is mobile, cloud technology it just is 
I think of it to to kind of like compare it to something else. It'd be like if a bridge was out, right? I mean, if you're if you're trying to get like old school, okay, you're trying to get from one place to another, you're trying to go to market or whatever to sell the cows that you raised forever or whatever. And then you get to the river and the bridge is out. Like you literally can't do your job. Right. And therefore can't be family. And and in the same way, uh the interwebs, the Wi-Fi is like our modern day highways they're just invisible right so we can't do stuff that we need to get done if we don't have that yeah well and and that when we don't when things are down and we don't have you know if there's if there's a service that's down it makes life almost sedentary like have you noticed that as as we have as i've as i get older i notice that like when i don't have something to if i'm not working and if I'm not working, I'm I'm usually doing something at home that has to do with tech. If these things aren't working, what am I doing? I'm probably sitting on the couch staring at the wall. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like society as a whole has become so dependent on technology that when it goes down, people don't know what to do. Uh, and because yeah. technology is is increasing at such a rapid rate it's really dict it's dictating how society is evolving how we communicate how we socialize i mean it's really dictating everything because how we socialize now isn't the same how we socialize even 15 years ago yeah for sure and i I think that um if you look over the spans of human history (laughs) our communication methods change all the time it's like well, back in my day, we used to handwrite letters to each other. And then one day, we used to call each other. And now it's like, back in my day, we just text each other, which is like writing a letter anyway. Yeah, but you don't know how to write in cursive. Okay. You didn't have to you know, go up the snow both, both ways, ways to mail a letter. And you were one cent short and had to go get a penny back from you. home. So you had to go back up through the snow. <laughs> you know? Dad, it sounds like you were just lost in the. <laughs> dad, why is there so much snow and why is everything uphill? We're in Texas, Dad. And I don't understand. <laughs> dad, yeah, there's uh, not snow. One of the notes we had here was like leads to a short of, of jobs. I think it just kind of evolves the job market, right? So you right. you take away like the telephone operators, but then maybe that telephone operator, I don't know, becomes like a a service representative or something. Um, so there's there's repurposing mm-hmm. in the same way you could have you may not have people that are installing landlines anymore but now you have people that need to repair cell phone towers you need to have customer service uh representatives that are ready for mobile phone carriers mm-hmm. that sort of thing and so linemen people have to work on the physical lines it's 100 so on one hand you have certain aspects of industry disappearing but you also have certain aspects of industry uh being created and so it's a very unique, um, malleable method that we we tend to work within when it comes to technology. But um, the specific, that's kind of like our overview, our history of, of technology as a whole. And we will most likely be coming back to that. As I mentioned uh, before, we're going to be having kind of like a mini series. So today we're talking about games. Next episode, we're actually going to be talking about movies uh, and TV shows. We'll have a special guest for that one, Mr. Sean Chandler. And then we'll also be talking about social media and how it affects us i'm sure so many people were like oh that should be interesting That's but for today topic, yeah <laughs> yeah it's a good and terrifying topic all at the same time mm-hmm. but games games are a really ancient concept uh people have been playing games for a long freaking time ben how long well actually um i was actually I was doing, actually i was doing some research for this podcast, in my research, they found a uh, 3,000-year-old die in Iran. So gambling goes back. Bring it. B- BC. <laughs> um, <laughs> the earliest board games that at least we know of were found in ancient Egypt. Um, I think it's like they're like dated like 5,000 years old. Um, I'm sure board games go back further than that, but uh, that's as far as what I what I was able to find. Um, yeah, five thousand year old Egyptians Bonkers. playing board games, <laughs> just getting after it, taking people's money. What's that? What's that really fun board game that came out? Uh, Settlers of Catan. That's what they were playing. 
Yeah, the Egyptian Empire invented how to take over other empires That's on a right. board game. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, if you combine what we've been talking about, the technology with games, guess what you get? Video games. Video games. So, uh, quick history. Uh, that history of technology class that I took, I actually wrote a report on the history of video games and their development. Uh, a lot of people want to say that the Atari was the first video game system. Fun fact, and you can look this up. All of the people that are starting to twist in their seat and actually have an opinion about this, it was actually called the Odyssey. And it quite literally looked like an electronic typewriter, like the actual old school stand-up type of typewriter, but just buttons and then a little joystick. And it looked like you could kill somebody if you threw it at them. Uh, it was gigantic. And of course, then, you know, went Atari and... and uh, the old school Nintendo system, which was dope. Still like have, I would like to have one of those. Um, got the Super Nintendo, Game Boys, then the PlayStation gets introduced. And then this random computer company ends up building a little thing called an Xbox. And now it's competing with PlayStation. Um, but all along, you've got computers that went from taking up an entire room to now, in other ways, they're taking up an entire room with all the monitors and stuff, uh, specifically for gaming. It's crazy. The input got smaller. The output is now able to to become bigger. (laughs) Yes, 100%. (laughs) And it's one of the cool things that I've noticed about the evolution of video games and the growth of video games, uh, especially the consoles, is Nintendo is known for changing um, just the way that we have controllers. So one of the, the first ways that they did that was if you remember the old NES system, Nintendo Entertainment System is what that stands for. They had the the shotgun for the duck hunt gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had never been done before, but they figured it out. Fast forward to the Wii. You have this motion-controlled baton that you better strap onto your wrist, otherwise that thing's flying through your TV at some point playing tennis. Uh, we've all seen the YouTube videos. But then they moved to now, they've got the Switch, which... I actually have one. Ben has one. You can, it's motion controlled on some games, but then also you can dock it. It'll show up on your TV. You slide the controllers out and then you've got two little movable handles just like the Wii. It's pretty crazy to think that that technology could then be implemented in a variety of other aspects. There are military training programs that involve video games and virtual reality as as well as augmented reality. A lot of flight simulators are built around video game type of systems. Yeah, it's one thing I noticed that was a cool stat. Um, you know, not only is console console gaming has become just crazy popular in the last, I want to say, just like decade. Like, I still remember my first PlayStation. <laughs> Didn't you say you have it somewhere? I do. I it's somewhere in the garage right now, or at my mom's <laughs> house. I don't. I don't remember. Um, but then, like, I remember. Like I remember purchasing pretty much every new console that I've ever gotten. Um, Were you an early adopter? No, I was. I was. Where's that graph at? I was probably late majority, <laughs> strictly nice. because it was. It was something that like my mom was always go outside, like go outside, go outside, go outside. So anytime that I got a chance to play games like it was on the computer and it was i don't know if you this may strike some chords with some people we had keen 4c on the computer um keen 4c it was like a little i want to say i want to say it was kind of a side scroller with like a little guy that had a gun you like it was kind of like mario you had to like it was like jump levels and stuff like that Uh, oh yeah yeah. but then we had so we had that on the computer and it was like on the on floppy disks that you had to like put in and like we were always losing we were always losing the floppy disks um and keen 4c pitfall was another one that that i played i remember playing that on playstation Mm -hmm. and then like shortly after like i started with computer stuff i was then like i started mowing i was like 13 at the time i started mowing lawns and my sister's friend worked at best buy and he bought me a playstation one with his discount and i paid him noise and yeah and, and so i thought this was cool this stat so you have console gaming and then pc gaming currently is on the rise so 
Um, this is all predicted. These are all predict projected figures by 2023, which is only in two years. This is uh, a, um, a study done by PC Mag. Uh, it said PC gaming is on the rise. There were 312 million PC gamers in China in 2019. By 2023, by 2023, it is to be predicted that there will be 354 million gamers. This is just in China. 354 million gamers. That's more than the population of the United States. And it is estimated by 2023 there's going to be a $16 billion revenue in this in this market. Like that's crazy. They just just got a steroid shot with uh, coronavirus going around. People are like, well, if I'm going to stay inside, may as well play some PC games. (laughs) All of them. And you know what? That's a crazy number to me too, because China has some of the most uh, strict sensor sense censoring, like in the video game industry. So they don't even have all the titles that the rest of the world has yet. They have so many people granted it's, I guess with so many people there, it's it's bound to happen. But I just those numbers are just so astronomical. They're huge. huge. Sixteen billion dollar industry by twenty twenty three. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna break down some of those numbers uh, to give you kind of like a <laughs> a ballpark. You'll see why that's funny. Um, of something you can wrap your mind around to compare it to, so you know like how big is that actual number. Um, some other innovations that have come from the gaming industry live gaming i remember halo 2 all of a sudden you can play on xbox live what the heck's xbox live i thought we just did system link well it's like system link but your friend is like cities away what you can do that the interwebs how does that work do you have a web browser i remember all these questions Mm -hmm. in high school Mm -hmm. and now now you've got uh cloud gaming through google what's that one called i don't remember what it's called uh oh it's like the you can basically play a full game in an internet browser um yeah I know it starts with an S. It does. But that that VR, virtual reality gaming, um, I heard somebody on the radio once say that we're about 10 years away from being able to play a full-scale game like Ready Player One, which would just be bonkers. But right now, it doesn't seem so far uh, in the future. What I want to kind of put in everybody's mind right now is if video games are not your thing, I want you to at least consider the implications of what something where like you're actually standing still but you're playing a full, what implications could that have on society? Because what used to sound like science fiction years ago is now happening. We still don't have flying cars technically, but we've got people in jetpacks flying over buildings in Dubai. So we're getting there. But um, different types of genres happen in gaming. You've got RPGs, which are not rocket propelled grenades. They're role-playing games. Those games tend to force players to problem solve. They tend to uh, teach you how to manage your resources so that you don't fail and lose at the game. Um, Because I know video games get a lot of bad flack about, oh, it's just this mind-numbing thing. There are a lot of different types of video games. Tetris will teach you how to problem solve. It'll teach you how to do puzzles. Um, Also, you have a first-person shooter, FPS. That tends to be your stuff like Call of Duty, Halo. um, What are some other ones? Black, Black Ops. Still Call of Duty. Doom. Destiny, Doom. Yeah, anything FPS. Counter-Strike's a real popular yeah. one. Uh, Valorant that, that just came out, dropped by Riot Games, was a, uh, a big one that's out right now. Actually, Valorant is like the new and improved, uh, what is it, Counter-Strike. Very similar feel. So yeah, there's there's different types of, so far we've had consoles, we've had controllers, we've had content to run with the Cs. That's the different types of games that we have. Um, and what we're going to get into now and just kind of, I, I want to make sure that we we hammer a solid point home, which is the stereotype and the stigma around a gamer is a very false stigma, false stereotype. It doesn't fit anymore. Uh, I want to give you some explicit examples of people who you may not have known play video games. Henry Cavill, for starters, you know, Superman, Man of Steel, also most recently the white-haired Witcher, which the Witcher also was a video game, is a video game, and is a book if you really want to get into it. Um, 
he plays those games. He plays the Witcher. That's why he wanted that role. He actually auditioned for it saying, I want to play this role because I played this video game. Uh, he almost missed the audition, I think, for Superman because he was playing World of Warcraft on his computer. 100%. A couple other names. He was in a he was in a raid in the uh I watched a video on this. He was in a raid and the I guess whoever the producer, the casting director, whoever called him and he actually ghosted them. It went to voicemail and they were like, Hey, uh, we wanted to let you know that you had the role. Call us back. And like he actually got through his raid and like played till that evening and then checked his phone and was like, Oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Whoops! Yeah. So I want to I want to run through a list of just some famous names that you may not realize. Uh, and if you don't know who these are, you can look them up. Jack Black, who we most of us know. He Olivia Munn. He streamed on Twitch. He what did he play? On Twitch. Uh, he plays like variety. He plays a lot of stuff, but he does stream on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Jack Black, Olivia Munn, Zac Efron, Mila Kunis, Michelle Rodriguez. Michael Fassbender, that's Magneto for some of you that know him. Uh, the late Kobe Bryant, Conan O'Brien, Lil Wayne, Seth Rogen, Daniel Craig. Got another action-packed stud over here. Michael Phelps, Samuel L. Jackson, of course, Drake. And then the next few names I'm about to read are all uh, part of a private Xbox gamer click <laughs> set up by first name. Will Arnett. He's uh he's in arrested development. Gobe, Gob, Job, however you want to say it. It's Job, but you know. Uh Will Arnett, Justin Thoreau, Jason Bateman, ESPN8 the Ocho. Bold strategy, Cotton. And then last but not least, Jason Sudeikis from SNL. All those guys are on a a, a private little gamer click on Xbox. I wish I knew their gamer tags. I would add them. Um, but that, that just, I want that to kind of paint you a picture that this whole stereotype of like gamers being this like pasty overweight single guy that lives in his mom's basement, doesn't contribute to society whatsoever. Um, I mean, I hope you can see that that stereotype does not fit maybe in Jack Black's case, uh, being pasty and overweight, but he is still, yeah, but hands he down one of the knows he's pasty and overweight. That's what makes yes. him funny. Exactly. So he's he's contributing uh, to society by making all of us laugh. Um, something that I did in a group that uh, Ben and I are part of, because you don't have to be a dad to be in it, but from the dad, which is like a group, um, I think the dad is might be an organization, but specifically the dad gaming group on Facebook, I reach out and I just ask people, what job, what's your job title? And then what's one hobby you have other than gaming? I had, at right now, I think there's like over 380 comments on it. It's absolutely um, mind-blowing how it's, many people it's responded. It's stupid crazy. Yeah. I, I cannot go through every individual response. So for those of you that are from that group that are listening right now, I apologize in advance. But you guys are way too supportive and you gave me way too much information to dig through. Um, but I'm going to kind of clump these together. We had many that were in IT. We had firefighters, a lot of firefighters, including one that was a Department of Defense firefighter. That's somebody who has special security clearance to be able to put out fires um, that are like the Pentagon or something. You can't just run in there with a hose and, and expect to you know, see things that you're not supposed to see. Uh, we had a tremendous amount, a surprising, a surprising amount of medical professionals. So that's EMTs, doctors, different types of nurses, dentists, uh, optometrists, therapists, and a psychiatrist. We had a cardiac RN, a surgical RN. We had a lot of people in sales. We had many in military. I know that's something that military members do. Uh, but I mean, we, we had like a guy, I'll, I'll give you the exact, uh, what was he? a health physicist in the U S army. And he was a prior nuke mechanic. That's right. A nuke mechanic in the U S Navy. He plays, um, uh, he plays video games. So we have a lot of military. We have many in finance. So people that are handling your money, accountants, CPAs, financial planners. Uh, we had a handful of lawyers, personal injury, a crazy one, intersectional law and economics. Like, I'll read you his specific one in a second. Had a lot of teachers, uh, warehouse and factory workers, 
stay-at-home dads and moms. There were some moms that are on that group that it's really cool. Uh, truck drivers, people that work in restaurants, servers, chefs, bartenders, kitchen managers. We had pl- a lot of tradesmen, welders, electricians, plumbers, installers, like home entertainment systems, water treatment, technicians, uh, and a titanium quality control inspector for Arconic slash Howmet Aerospace. It just sounds really smart. Like you have to be really smart to do that. And uh, on top of all that, we had a few engineers thrown in. Now, to give you some specifics, uh, and I I am intentionally walking through all of these because I want to take some time so you understand the type of people that are playing video games right now. A union chairman and negotiator, a director, producer, slash coordinator of worship for a historic metropolitan church. I don't know which one. That's all he said. Uh, One guy is a PhD candidate studying organic chemistry at Penn State. Big brain guy. Uh, A lock and dam operator on the Illinois River. This one's cool. Uh, Boeing 747 and 400 pilot. He said that he's doing a lot of DIY projects right now because he's not flying a whole lot. Can't imagine why. The uh, health physicist in the U.S. Army, the nuke mechanic guy. A professor of psychology. A journalist. A, this was a real cool one for me, uh, really hit home since I'm a former teacher. He was a high school social studies teacher slash coach. And he also owns and is the head trainer of champion sport and fitness. So a dual job there. Hmm. Uh, I, I hate it when teachers have to have two jobs, but it sounds like this guy, you know, being a coach, he also has this like training thing on the side that he probably really loves. Um, there is a corporate executive, online banking fraud analyst, and then this guy said he's an attorney by education, but now he's responsible for major major capital infrastructure projects. And this was the one that really caught my eye: um, a dual licensed attorney, both in the U.S., New York, and in Mexico, who specializes in intersectional law and economics, specifically antitrust market and market regulation. Pretty crazy. Another guy that makes prototypes and movie props. Um, as for the hobbies, here are the other hobbies that people have that are outside of video games. Video games are just one of them. Movies and TV shows, like to watch those. I'll count myself in that group. Uh, going to the gym and weightlifting. Plenty of people that are all about cooking and grilling. Uh, the sports people, including tournament paintball, airsoft, and obstacle fun runs. A lot of people said basketball. A surprisingly A surprising amount people said they enjoy playing hockey i guess just being in texas i don't i don't see a lot of people playing hockey but uh basketball and golf were on there a lot uh one of the guys said he does open mic stand up and makes youtube videos i haven't seen yet if he responded but i'm wondering if we could put some of his videos uh on our channel so that we can promote him i think that'd be really cool yeah uh, working on motorcycles dirt bikes cars trucks a lot of people love uh tinkering with that kind of stuff Outdoor excursions, biking, hiking, scuba, kayaking, fishing, shooting, hunting. Uh, We had a lot of musicians, people that are very involved in MMA. Uh, A unique one that I thought was really interesting. People love dancing. And I'm talking like classic ballroom dancing. Yeah, I saw that one. Ball, he he enjoyed uh, teaching classic ballroom dancing. Yeah, he teaches and and, uh, learns it for sure. I, I thought that was crazy. One of the guys said knitting which I'm not about to knock knitting. Knitting looks really difficult and I don't have the patience for that. Um, One of the things that maybe we could discuss for a second, I asked him if I could use his name. So shout out to Michael Ryan from the group. He said, quote, also, I'm reading a lot of essential worker job descriptions. Speaks volumes to the stereotype of gamers being bums. That's, I feel like that just hits home. Like when people think of video gamers, I used to be very shy of saying that I'm a, I'm a gamer. Uh, I count 2019 as my year of coming out as a video game player. And the more that I talk about it, the more that I see there are actually a lot of people who I would never have thought play video games. And they do. It's how they relax. It's how they connect to other people. When they get home from work, they don't want to talk to their coworkers because they're driving them crazy. They want to talk to other people who are just chilling. Um, and I, I think it's really cool that right now we're really seeing essential workers step up uh and be there for us and how do they decompress video games Mm -hmm. i think something that is 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 that people don't want to discuss is i think that video games is something that 
could and should bring us like people together as a whole but it doesn't because i don't think that anybody thinks like i don't know it's almost like an f word does that make sense so yeah for sure you want to talk about you know that's why i was so over over like almost overwhelmed like going through all of the 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 posts on facebook um like looking at all these people because it's just you would never expect some of these people to be playing video games in their free time like never you would look at this person and be like there's no absolute way so i feel like video games is at least for me has been something that like we're all participating in it so why does it not bring it together why does it not bring us together more than it does does that make sense yeah and i i think that we're starting to see a a turn because i feel like board games are starting to come back Maybe I'm just getting older. I don't know. But I feel like board games are starting to come back. And I feel like video games are starting to be talked about a lot more commonly. Um, And I I think that we're starting to get rid of the stigma that if it involves a computer or electronics, you're a nerd. Um, Probably, not to put words in her mouth, but probably one of the same reasons that your mom was like, always, you know, go outside, be outside, go do things outside. Because that's what was expected of you. Right. You're you're a boy, so you're supposed to go outside and get muddy and get dirty and go catch snakes and stuff. I don't know. Right, playing video um, games uh, kills your brain cells. That's what she would always tell me. <laughs> I do plenty of things that probably kill my brain cells. <laughs> playing video games just added to the list. Uh, but yeah, I think it's really interesting that gamers get a lot of flack, and I've always realized that it comes from people who are really into like football and sports, and they're like, "Oh, you play video games? Well." <laughs> I was the high school football captain. And uh, so I'm like, dude, I was captain on my football team. I still like video games. So I don't understand. Yeah. So I, I don't understand what, what the deal is, but I love the fact that the reception that I've had from other people who are gamers is a lot more welcoming than other circles. I've previously tried to insert myself in um, the, I want to give a shout out while I'm even thinking about it specifically to Ruben Qualls and the other admin of the dad gaming group, that group and Ben, you're part of it. That group is hands down my favorite and most like wholesome group. I'm a part of on any interwebs, anything it's, it's extremely non-toxic. You want to talk about the the Facebook getting really toxic. That group is awesome. uh, And I really love the job that they've been doing there. So it's very welcoming to a lot of people. Like I said, there are even moms that are part of that. that Mm -hmm. definitely aren't dads, but yet they, play games and so they needed a place to be because i don't think there's a mom's video game group so oh i'm sure there is it's just this this group is so it's actually crazy it's almost every other day or every few days i see somebody specifically make a uh, make a post calling out the group and saying hey you guys are awesome we really appreciate you yeah this this and this it's always i'm just i'm I have been floored with how nice people are. It's almost like everybody behind the keyboard nowadays is just ready to speak their mind no matter what and be hurtful and be big behind a keyboard. And it's just like this group, giant group, because it's a big group. How many people are in that group? I don't know. And if I looked it up right now, my internet would probably die because so many people are commenting on that post still (laughs) but it's a just a giant organization of people who are nice to one another it's fantastic yeah yeah (laughs) it really is i i uh i think that it's also they i think a big part of it is that you're dealing with a lot of dads uh and there's definitely a softness that happens when you have a baby um and you start to realize like man it is not worth it being a jerk you know um so that that kind of translates into it infiltrates that that group setting um yeah. to where all the dads are like why why would i be mean to you like i don't know you you're probably doing your best man i don't know what's going on but like other people don't ever see it like if you're not a dad and i'm specifically thinking of like the call call of duty warzone group do people just straight up blast you it, and i i made this joke earlier like hey here's a clip of something that i did that i thought was really cool next person in the comments Hey, here's 11 reasons why you're a terrible human being and you're not worthy of my praise. And it's like, 
bro, I was just, I mean, I was kind of excited. Like, I was excited about You're it. like, here's my clip. And they're like, you suck as a human being. And you're like, yeah, Thanks. exactly. <laughs> here's my video game clip. You're a terrible father. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Um, so I want to jump into some stats of like just the craziness that is video games. Some of you that are listening to our podcast, uh, A, just got sideswiped by us talking about video games. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? What are we talking about? But um, I want you to know just how much money the video game industry brings in. So for one, you got to know that like Travis Scott had a concert on Fortnite. There were 13 million people worldwide in that audience, which I'm pretty sure breaks any record of audience attending uh, a concert. Yeah. Now, was, I don't know if like they held the previous what? record with um they did the marshmallow concert. Yeah, and it was like nine, yeah. I think it was like nine and some change million. And then yeah, they did this Travis Scott concert and it was like I think the first weekend it was done, or I don't exactly know how the event was done in game, but it was like twelve million nine hundred thousand people and they were I mean it was still counting. So that's crazy. That's bonkers. So just starting with that, let's see how much money goes into this. Uh, according to Statista, in 2018, the NFL, in 2018, I'm going to try to use the same year here. In 2018, the NFL collectively made $14.48 billion. In the same year, FIFA made just over $5.4 billion, according to the Wall Street Journal, for the World Cup in Russia. Now, given that's not like soccer worldwide, but for just the to give you a reference, the World Cup made $5.4 billion. Um, according to Business Insider, in the same year, 2018, the video game industry collectively made $119.6 billion. That's some green. <laughs> That's a little uh, bit more than the NFL. Just a touch. <laughs> just a touch. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. That's a that's over a hundred billion dollars more than the NFL. Uh, and so, and the reason I specifically called out the, the NFL is because um, I feel like in America we deitize the NFL and football. We do it through the um, what is that? The fantasy football. We do it through the sports that we prioritize, especially in the South. Man, we we think that high school football is it. Uh, so our stadiums are larger than some college stadiums. It's crazy. But while we think that that is like the, the thing, the God in America, really all of our money is being spent elsewhere worldwide. Uh, it's being spent on video games. Forbes believes actually that by 2025, the industry will reach over 300 billion. So that's more than doubling what happened in 2018. And the biggest kind of twist on that is this whole free to play model. So you got things like Fortnite where it's free to download. You can play it, you know, do whatever you want. You can play the full game totally free, but then they incentivize you and it's like, Oh, well, if you want this new skin or if you don't want this new weapon or you want this new, whatever you can pay the money. It doesn't change your skill set. Your skill set is what it is, but you can look really cool. <laughs> while you but go to Travis Scott, you can concert. look cool. That's the aesthetics, yeah. man. Aesthetics. Yep. And people literally bought into it. So what does this tell us? Why do we like video games? Why do we play video games? Ben, why do you play video games? Honestly, now it is, it's a social tool for me. There's people all over that I've, I've made friends with playing video games throughout the course of my life that I keep in contact with through video games. It's kind of crazy to think about like that's, how I stay in contact with some people is I will hop on games in the evening and play. Um, it's also like it, when it comes to like, if I've got a lot, a lot of downtime, I'll find a game that's typically single player that I can just kind of start and stop as I please and veg out on. Um, but I, yeah, I played a, it's my wind down. It's my wind down and yeah. it's how I socialize to some point. That's, I, I am not typically a ditto person, but that's exactly my yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's twofold. It's the same same coin, two sides, right? You know, on the one hand, I, as I put it with Elizabeth, because when we got married, I was like, "Hey, I like to play video games," and she's like, "I don't, I don't get it." Um, but the way I word it, word it to her is that 
I live my life every day where my decisions affect somebody else. So to then at the end of a day, not every single day, but at the end of a day, I can go play video games where my decisions are not having any weight or bearing on my children's lives or my wife's life or heck, even my life outside of sitting there um, is a really nice, relaxing setting. On top of that, people are typically having fun unless, you know, somebody we call it rage quitting for those of you that don't know the terminology. It's when you get just everything handed to you and you want to break your controller in half and so you quit everybody's got aimbot you're lagging everybody's <laughs> just cheating there's no way there's no way he could have killed me. he just lasered me there's you know? no way there's no way man <laughs> what did that guy have a sniper uh it was a magnum you know <laughs> all right so i that's why i play that and then also just the social aspect especially right now being in quarantine like I'm sure some of you saw the articles about like the amount of gamers that all of a sudden created new accounts or playstations that are bought or Xboxes that are bought and like, Hey, how do I build a, a home gaming PC? All those things went through the roof because you're stuck at home now. So how are you going to talk to all your guy friends or girlfriends? And like, I mean, you could call them, you could FaceTime, you could do Marco Polo, whatever, but I'd rather be doing something with my friends. So gaming, that's the thing. Um, so I wanted to drop just, this is like, guys, y'all got to know this about me by now. I like throwing in like the science behind it, the study, the article. I'm sure Ben is like, dude, just move on. I like it. But, no, 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 I like yeah, okay. it. I like it. That's why I'm here. So, <laughs> so according to a website called PsychReg, there are three reasons, three, for those of you that like lists, there are three reasons why we like video games. Competency autonomy and relatedness competence competency we like to feel like we are good at something and we like to be recognized for it we want to know that we have mastered a situation and we enjoy the feeling of progressing and accomplishing goals go figure it's the same thing in real life uh that's what the quote says this is true in life and manifests as our desire to follow a career path gain promotion or change jobs or take up a new hobby or learn something new so basically take what you're doing in real life and then just do it on a game no wonder you enjoy it right the second psychological need that gaming appeals to is autonomy or our desire for independence teenagers know this more than anybody so you wonder why they get into video games it's because they can do what they want on a video game we want to feel like we are in control of our actions and situations. Last, relatedness is the third psychological need that gaming appeals to. We like to feel like we matter to other people and like we make a difference within our group or society. So, final quote here, as well as appealing to our basic psychological needs, gaming may also improve our cognitive abilities and enhance our intelligence. So to all the parents out there who have thought you need to get off those video games, well, guess what? Gaming makes me smarter, mom. <laughs> See, like the thing here is, uh, so yeah, it, I I think that there, when you strip away like the fanciful colors and design and graphics or whatever of a video game that make people for whatever reason turn off, even though you walk outside, you pr see pretty flowers, you're attracted to it. So colors here, not good. Colors there, awesome. It's because it's outside, whatever. But I think when you strip it down to the base layer of like what's actually happening, no wonder people like video games. No wonder people like Minecraft because you can build things. Maybe you suck with a hammer and a screwdriver, but you can go build an entire empire in Minecraft. I had a kid once do a project for a history class and he said, Coach Brown, can I use Minecraft as like my project? And this is like a straight A student. I'm pretty sure he either got valedictorian or salutatorian. I said, okay, we need to define some parameters here. The kid ended up recreating a historical, historically accurate uh, depiction of Jamestown. He had to have multiple references. I laid it all out for him. And then he did like a full big screen display walkthrough of the entirety of Jamestown and then had slides of pictures of maps and diagrams that he had pulled up. It was bonkers. That's that kid might have been, he might have been checked out otherwise, right? Wow. So, yeah, I thought it was cool. That's awesome. I feel like as an adult male, it's video games are something that are frowned upon. Now, I don't know if it's because of how I was raised in relation to video games, but I've always felt as an adult, it's something that 
oh, you're 30 years old and you play video games. Like, why are you doing that? You should be being productive. You should be paying attention to your family. You should be, you know, pouring into your wife. Like, all the stereotypical things that a husband should be. I've always felt, me personally, that it's something that's frowned upon in society. But in my opinion, it's just something that, as time goes, it's becoming more prominent in really in our culture as a whole and pop culture and, you know, yeah. marketing, advertising business, like it's becoming, it's, there's money in video games. So it's made its way to the forefront, but I still feel that discouragement of, Oh, well you're an adult male and you don't need to be playing video games. That's child's play. And I just yep. think it's something that it's the way people look at it and it, it's the way people per se, it, it, perceive it imagine yeah. that imagine that, yeah, that it's, it's how the way they that perceive people perceive yeah. something anything <laughs> but it's just like any other hobby like yeah. nikki will come into my office and i'll be like playing a game and she'll like sit and she'll be like oh i'm getting dizzy my head hurts like why do you why are you doing that what's happening and like she like wants to she like starts asking questions when she really doesn't care let's be honest uh, but she wants to be supportive <laughs> she cares about you yeah so she's she wants asking. to she wants to be supportive and so she's like oh what are you doing and um, I, I just, and I'll explain, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and this is how this works, and this is how this works, and she'll be like, why? Like, I just don't get it, and my response always to something you know what I don't get? like this, yeah, is, is, is always, I don't get The Bachelor, I don't get Pretty Little Liars, I don't get, ugh, The Bachelor is about a guy one guy or one lady dating 20 30 different people normally in everyday <laughs> life women are like oh my gosh this Fun guy's pun. a pig oh my gosh this yep. girl's a you know what whatever but in this framing in this setting it makes for great tv in this setting oh look we're entertained <laughs> and but but again it comes like who am i to judge like i've sat down and watched the bachelor with nikki it's entertainment good or bad it's entertainment. Um, yep. Binge watching TV, guys who you know. There's people out there who like woodworking. There's people out there who like working on their house, doing projects. All of that is okay. It's. I think that it would. It would be. And maybe it's just within me. I don't know. But it's. I've always felt like a black sheep, being a middle-aged guy who plays video games what about you like i don't know is yeah. that is that no i mean there's a reason that i said i it's not quite a joke like 2019 is when i decided i'm gonna start telling people and be confident about it like no i am a gamer oh. um because previously the responses i would get were like you play call of duty isn't that for like teenagers yeah and or you're playing apex legends like you think you're some like I don't understand. What is that? So what you just, don't you have kids? Don't you have kids that you're supposed to be a dad to? It's like, I'm sorry. What? Well, all of these questions like, are condescending. Like the, it's, it's just every like, time. Yeah. And every it's, time <laughs> it's like, and it, and what's, what's weird is the, the only people who would uh, even give like a, a cool response or other people that play video games. I remember um, I was at the eye doctor and uh, I'm sitting there talking about, uh, I was talking about my uh, Elizabeth's birthday back in January. And I said, you know, yeah, we're, we're really excited. Uh, it's Elizabeth, just small talk. You know, it's Elizabeth's birthday. She said she wants to play like Mario Kart, and Mario party. And so I've got the switch. I just don't have the the game. And he goes, Oh, I've got Mario party. I'll let you borrow it. I was like, wait, what? My, <laughs> my eye doctor just straight up like, yeah, sure. You can borrow it. And um, it ends up, we both enjoy playing the Pokemon sword and shield on it. We both had a switch. We ended up adding each other as friends. He's wanted to check out Apex Legends, and all of a sudden we're friends. And now, like, we have a much different friendship dynamic than we did before. All because I just just was flat out like, yeah, we're gonna play video games uh, for Elizabeth's birthday. She ended up not playing it, but it's whatever. It's fine. Um, so it was really cool to to see that reaction from another gamer. But a lot of the times, especially people like my parents' age, they it's just another one of those things they don't get. And I'm sure when, when Charlotte and Lily are older, they're going to be into some stuff that I'm like, I 
have no box in my brain with which to put that in. And I don't understand it. But okay, that's if that's how, something that's you're how into. That's TikTok came out or TikTok came about. Yeah. It started with, uh, started with the young kids, didn't it? Yeah, it's it starts with like middle schoolers. Um, and it's fun because it's like you, you do like your own little dance thing or something. And then it's a real short thing. That's my understanding of it. I'm I'm more of into like storytelling, not making a short so you can tell by the length of our podcasts typically. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I like the the responses now that I'm getting again from my tribe of people, the right. dad gaming group. They're very supportive. Like I posted when Lily was in the hospital, I posted in that group and said, Hey guys, I know this has nothing to do with gaming, but you guys have been really supportive. My daughter is in the hospital with four different viruses. Um, I, if you pray, pray, if you send good vibes, send good vibes, karma will take it. But just posted there the response was overwhelming i had people sending me private messages saying like hey man my kid did the same thing they're perfectly healthy now just want to encourage you you're going to make it so i i really wish that we could get away from the stigma that because somebody likes something that suddenly you are gross or nerdy or something negative and condescending i I wish we could just get away from that yeah that that was kind of cool for that yeah that was kind of my point is it's, it's I would like to moving forward and as as time goes for people to become more comfortable like sharing. Oh yeah, I play cuz like it's such a universal tool to like relate. You know what I mean? Um I mean you can yeah. you can you can be anywhere in the world and uh, oh, I play Call of Duty. Oh my gosh, I play Call of Duty too. Suddenly we have something to talk about. You know, I'm in Eastern Europe. Like <laughs> it's something that can bring a lot of people together and I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's a stigma surrounding it. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick um, is the idea that, oh, everybody wants to be a streamer. Everybody wants to be a content creator. Everybody wants a YouTube. <laughs> and I would, I would say that, that a lot of people don't like people look at like Ninja and people say, oh, Ninja, like he needs to get a real job. He doesn't have a real job. Stone Mountain. You know, he's Stone Mountain 64. Oh, he's fantastic. He's all, uh, yeah, I love him. I like this stuff. All of these people put count like more hours than most people put into a normal nine to five job. These content creators put more time and effort into yep. video production, sound production, content production. I mean, it and is the money they make. Yeah, well, the money exactly, and so the money they make is is just like any other any other entertainment industry. It kind of like as normal people, you're like, eh, that doesn't really make sense. But like when you start thinking about marketing and advertising and numbers and this, that, and the other, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. I can see where he would make that much a month. But it all starts with like the amount of hard work that these people had to put in is just astronomical. The amount of work that these people put into making content for people to watch on the internet is just it's they're worth they 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 deserve every penny that they get that makes me think of how many stories have we heard about celebrities who like yep they were a server and they made you know twenty thousand dollars a year and now you know look at hugh jackman or something yeah yeah and 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 it's take it back all the way to our first episode ever uh, about little small disciplines like my yard People drive past my yard and they're like, oh my gosh, that's an incredible yard. What they don't see is when I was out there All the work. literally breaking my elbow, mm-hmm. trying to get my grass to do what I wanted it to do. It's the same thing for for actors and actresses, uh, celebrities of any kind, musicians. People see when they've made it, but they rarely see all the the journey destructive steps along the way that mm-hmm. finally built them into who they are. So they have a lot more respect turning around the people who are trying to make it just a little bit us even doing this podcast i've already had people reaching out saying like hey i've been thinking about doing a podcast how do i do a podcast well guess what we're actually going to make a video that tells you all the equipment we use whatever process we go through but for now my my question to you that are thinking about streaming thinking about podcasting thinking about being a musician an actor whatever it is you need to really ask yourself do i just want to do that thing and have arrived do i you know do i want to play drums okay you may want to play drums but do you want to practice playing drums those are two very different things do you want a podcast sure do you want to put in the hours and the the typing and the researching and the equipment purchasing and the money and the all that to have your podcast Huh? those are the things that you need to think about so um 
I, I would just encourage you that are that are considering doing something like that, you know, really really put some thought and, and effort into it. And if you do, then we're here. Let's freaking go. It's a lot of work, but uh, some people that's that that's where that's where they shine. That's that they were born to do. So Yeah. So our encouragement for you that have been watching this, we've said it a few different times. We just want you to be you. If you're a gamer out there, reach out to us. Just give us a shout, a like, something like that. to let us know that you heard the message loud and clear. For all you dad gaming guys and gals, we thank you. Thank you for chiming in and, and giving us your input. Um, we hope that by you doing that, it has then encouraged plenty of other people to um, be themselves, even if they're their parents and they feel like it's frowned upon for them to be playing video games. Um, I, I want to say again, thank you to all my friends who play video games with me. Ben, Michael, Pete, Craig, plenty of other people that I'm probably going to forget names of. I'm just kidding. I don't forget names, but there's too many people to count because I really have found my tribe. And I hope that those of you that are listening or watching this can do the same. On next week's episode, we have teased it quite a few times. We will have Sean Chandler on as the guest. Sean has a, uh, a YouTube channel of over 150 subscribers, 150, jeez, that'd be weak, uh, 150,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. He does movie reviews and lists of like, you know, the, the 10 greatest hits at the box office, but people didn't enjoy them. I think it was one of his most recent ones, but he's gonna be on our show. We're gonna be talking about in the same way that video games, how does it affect us and how does that interplay with our society? We're gonna be talking about how movies and TV shows also can affect us. How do they affect our psyche? How do they, why do we the things the way that we respond to them? That sort of thing. A darker undercurrent of what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy. Who knows? I feel like Sean would. So be sure to tune in next week on the next episode as we talk about movies and TVs and how they affect us. And in the meantime, go check out Sean Chandler's channel. It is Sean Chandler Talks About. Look it up on YouTube. You'll find him. The Office and how it changed your life. In all the right ways. <laughs> Such a good show. As always, guys, you can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, at ActualNBP. Again, you can email us, ActualNBP at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget about our Audible trial, audibletrial.com forward slash MBP. Uh, that'll get you the free 30-day Audible trial. Go check out some books that you've been wanting to read. Uh, if you love the podcast, tell your friends and family. Everybody, share it. Just don't spray um, paint it on the wall. That'd be don't spray fun. paint it because then we get in trouble, and that's not good for anybody. So, yeah. share, comment, sharing, like, caring. subscribe, interact. Just interact with us, guys. Yeah, this we'd love to talk you. to you. This isn't for us. Yeah, that's all. But I otherwise, got. have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Peace.